Good day, good day, good day. This is Father David with Coffee Conversations. And I'm Deacon Bob sitting here with cookies. Yes, we have uh, kolachki. It's very right? good. So the parish office, the week of Christmas, mm-hmm. becomes something of a bakery. <laughs> uh, our, our people love us, uh, and for that, we sh- for that we are grateful. But that usually means they give us uh, about 50 pounds of, uh, of dough and sugar. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I've put on the 50 pounds of dough and sugar at this point. I know, I know. I need... Sure is good, though. Yes, yeah, we have some, uh, some kolachkis from, from Gartman uh, Model Bakery in our own Painesville, Ohio, right? Yeah. What's your, what's your favorite kind of cookie, Christmas cookie, if you, if you, had, to, if you had to choose one? Uh, my wife makes these little things called the doughs, which is like an Italian cookie, but it's chocolate, has nuts, and it has um, cloves, which oh, okay. it's kind of like a Christmas spice. Smart. They're really, really good. Kind of like a, a Russian tea cake kind of a thing? Um, they're dark. They're like, uh, there's chocolate in them. Oh, okay. So they're really, really good. It's awesome. I think she made like 70. Nice. And she said that I ate them all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Such accusations. And she might have been right on most of them. So, my uh, my mom's family um, used to. We haven't done it in in recent past, but they used to do a cookie exchange. Oh. So my mom was one of eight. So you you could imagine how many cookies um, we'd always get together before Christmas at my aunt's house and do a great cookie exchange so everyone would make you know their favorite cookie and then so so you would make like a dozen eight times right yeah everybody walked home with right so then you could you could get you know eight different kinds of cookies different kinds of cookies so you'd definitely be set for for the for the season (laughs) but yeah i always remember that um yeah kolachkis i like i just a classic sugar cookie you know oh really yeah, I don't know. There's something just about sugar cookies mm-hmm. that are good. The kids were decorating them about a week ago. Mm-hmm. So my wife and my daughter had cut them out and baked them already. So mm-hmm. all the kids had to do was, like, frost them. Then we sent the cookies home with each of the families because little kids are less than oh, uh, yeah. hygienic as they're <laughs> decorating cookies. Totally. So. Now, are you uh, milk or hot oh, chocolate? No, I don't do milk. No? Um, hot chocolate's good, though. Hot chocolate. I can do that. But, nice. What? Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're repulsed yeah, physically no. by milk? Yeah. You don't like milk yeah, I had a like bad experience as a kid. Oh, okay. So it this was is like, since forever. Since forever. Yeah, we had those little uh, milk cartons. Oh, yeah. I remember and, that at school, you have to like <laughs> mangle the top sometimes because you're like trying to like pinch it in and then pull it out and you got to get the right angle so you can get you know (laughs) well they didn't have like refrigerators when i was little they just had these little cooler boxes in each classroom Mm. well in the spring when it was hot yeah there was no ice just the box so you got some 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 and i opened it up and it was cottage cheese and it was like i can't do milk anymore (laughs) oh man that ruined you forever (laughs) yep oh we're done there you go well that's that's a story, at least. Mm-hmm. That's a story. Yeah. How about you? Milk? Hot uh, chocolate? I think I'm, I'm a milk. Coffee? Dunk it in the milk. Yeah. In the milk. Yeah, it's it's good. You drink the sludge at the bottom when you're done? <laughs> oh, it's the best. <laughs> All the sugary. That's like that's the reason why you eat, like, cereal. <laughs> you get, like, such, like, Fruit Loops or um, Golden Grahams. 
Or Cocoa Puffs. Cin- oh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's the best because like it all dissolves and then you just drink it all. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but hey, the greater things of life, uh-huh. greater things. But Christmas is coming. We're recording on December 23rd, so we're on the eve of the eve. We have uh, all kinds of masses tomorrow for Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day. Excited? I am. I walked through the church um, a few minutes ago, and I thought, you know, all over the world today, people are doing what our folks in the church are doing. They're all decorating decorating and putting up trees and lights and taking down from Advent. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. It's good to it's good to do all those traditional things. I um I watched White Christmas finally. Did you really? Last night. So I think I think that's probably my I don't know if I've mentioned it on here before, but I think that's probably my my favorite Christmas movie. Do you have one? You know, I figured you were going to ask me that question. Of um, all the what's your favorite song? What's yeah, yeah kind you of know like what? I can't think of what my favorite Christmas movie is. Yeah. Um the Grinch, I guess. The Grinch, the Grinch with Jim Carrey. Um, no, you know what? The the old school cartoon. Um, it was like the original cartoon yeah, that they did. Or for sure. Yeah, I've seen both. I have to say though, probably next to White Christmas is The Grinch with uh, Jim Carrey. With Jim Carrey, because he's really good. He's hilarious. He's uh, probably one of my favorite actors from from growing up. Yeah. Ace Ventura and. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he has played some crazy parts. But him, my buddy and I, uh, we we go back and forth. It's like it's probably one of the only movies I can quote. You know, just like <laughs> just lines. Ace Ventura. Just, oh no, it was oh, the, the Grinch. Grinch. The Grinch. Well, maybe a little bit Ace Ventura too, but <laughs> hilarious. But no, White Christmas is my my favorite. I don't know the songs, and I like older movies. You know, it just they have a different feel to them. They're not as chaotic mm-hmm. you know i don't the the story unravels instead of just like kind of like bam 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 you know i yeah. don't know some of the some of the movies today is that where they sing white christmas in that movie correct right okay. spoiler alert, right at the end yeah so no i, I like that movie that's yeah. a good one and it, it's one of those happy ending indeed you know there's drama there's romance there's reconciliation there's snow there's snow eventually when there should be no snow <laughs> so. indeed but hey so it's good. We're we're getting ready for Christmas, and so Christmas. What is Christmas, right? Not just not just Santa and presents and um, cookies and all these good holiday things, but as Christians, we obviously acknowledge it's the celebration of the mystery of the incarnation. So the incarnation is uh, the belief that God took on flesh, became incarnate, uh, became human being became knowable in a, in a way that God had not been knowable mm-hmm. before. And, you know, further that Christmas only makes sense because um, Christmas always makes sense in light of the death and resurrection uh, of Jesus as well, right? That he didn't just become a human being, but he, he offered his life for us. So as, as Deacon Bob points to his uh, Francis and uh, Jesus cross uh, on his desk, with Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus and Joseph, right, right underneath there. Right there. It's all you need, really, right? So Christmas, we celebrate this um, this truth that God became real um, in the flesh, in the sense. You know, he was, he was, <laughs> he he was real. real yeah. He was real before. Uh, that was one of the questions from the kids. Like, Is when? God real? Yeah, well, but that, but it was, you know, who created God? Yeah. Like, you know, like, did God always exist? And you're like, yes, God never didn't not exist which and, burns your brain out and they're, you can't they're, they're like 
Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. So, but yes, God always existed, but he didn't exist in the flesh uh, until, um, you know, whatever, 2 or 3 A.D. Um, or B. A.D. I don't know. There's a whole study on when yeah. Jesus actually. But when Jesus was born. <laughs> right. Correct. That's a whole other thing. But, uh, yeah, so he, he, became, he could be, became flesh. And part of, I think, the dynamic of Christmas is that we celebrate the, the enfleshing of God, the becoming real of God. But we also know Jesus didn't stay around on the earth physically for the past 2,000 years, that he ascended into heaven. And so as Christians, we kind of have to contend with this kind of reality of God's hiddenness, that God is present uh, in our lives and in the world because he's promised us that uh, in different ways. But we also have to deal with the reality that we can't exactly see him like we do our friend sitting across from us or the person in the pew next to us or or whichever. So, so today we just want to, I think, reflect a little bit on the, the hiddenness of God. Like, what does that mean and, and how can we kind of approach that as Christians? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this kind of comes from my homily uh, last weekend. So, you know, work smarter, not harder. <laughs> so we'll kind of we'll kind of riff off of this and, yeah. and everything. So what, I don't know, when we talk about that, think about what, what is, what is the, how does that strike you, you know, God being hidden from us. Um, well, going back to your homily, you did a really nice job of talking about the game peekaboo yeah. that little kids play. And as kids develop, and I think, I can't remember how old it is, like right around maybe a year old or a little bit younger than that, mm-hmm. um, Piaget, who was a psychologist, said there's this thing called object permanence. Where yeah. if a little one sees it, it's there. And if they don't see it, then they kind of panic because it's gone. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought you did a nice job of talking about how moms and dads play peekaboo mm-hmm. with the kids. And the kids learn that eventually mom and dad never leave. It's just you can't see them. Yeah. Um, but it's terrifying for the little kid because <laughs> they think you're gone. They think you're like popping in and out of yeah. existence. It's and like, like wow. when they when they when when you grow up and you realize kind of how like how reality works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That things don't just disappear because you can't see them. Yeah, it's kind of like mind-blowing. Like, yeah. Or like your visa bill. If I don't see it, it's really not there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that was kind of a cool thing you know, in preparation for the, for the homily, for the weekend. You know, just, you know, the Holy Spirit is, you know, God is present and active and working. And I just kind of had that image uh, actually pop it into my head kind of like the morning, <laughs> the morning of. <laughs> <laughs> like um, the peekaboo game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, I was going to go with that theme. Uh, but then I just, yeah, it just kind of came... I mean, it just kind of came to me. I was like, well, thank you, God, for the affirmation of where, where this homily was supposed to go. But, um, yeah, we've all played the game peekaboo, right? And, and I think it does speak, you know, to the hiddenness of God. And the, the gospel for the weekend was Mary and Elizabeth, so mm-hmm. uh, the visitation. So uh, Elizabeth, who, what, is she like sister-in-law or like, it just says a relative, but we don't know actually who. Yeah, I can't remember if she was a cousin I don't know. I was. Yeah, I, I kind of popped it in my head as I was reading that, but yeah, I should have looked it up. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Question, Sorry. Questions yeah. are questions are good. But yeah, so she's a relative, and she you know greets Mary. Mary travels a long way, stays with her for three months. But upon their meeting, she you know blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. So something is happening in Mary. Jesus is present, you know, physically within her body. But it's something that's hidden. But and but Elizabeth picks up on the fact that. Something is going on really great in this situation. Uh, we can't see it fully. Um, maybe someday we, we will see it fully, but 
so that's kind of where like this idea of hiddenness kind of came from you know kind of for me so and that's cool that elizabeth baby john the baptist leaps for joy within her and right right he doesn't know he can't see anything so that whole hiddenness but god mm-hmm. still we can feel god even though we can't see god yeah yeah, there was a there was a, a reflection too in the office of readings. Uh, one of the saints talked about how Elizabeth uh, anticipated and encountered Mary, like the humanity, and John encountered and anticipated the divinity uh, of God's um, of Jesus's, you know, kind of um, godness. And you know, I was thinking about that that John recognizes Jesus in the womb. Mm-hmm. But when John gets older and he's in prison and he sends his disciples to ask Jesus, are Mm. you the one? Yeah. Even after John baptized Jesus and there was the whole Holy Spirit and the voice from God. Why did he ask that later question? Yeah. Um, I guess we all go through those moments of clarity and questioning. Keep yeah, we're we're doing the journey, right? And we're not always going to be in the same place uh, our whole lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. to say like, yeah, that's, that's a question we need to keep asking. Jesus, who are you and, and how are you real to me? Mm-hmm. That's a, a question to keep asking. But yeah, so this image of, of peekaboo, you know, that God is always uh, is present. It's just a question of, is he veiled or more or less? You know, so the hand acts as a veil mm-hmm. between the parent and the child. And, and the child is joyful, you know, when they see the parent's face, right? Uh, they're, they're smiling, and usually, usually the parent is smiling, uh, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> as well. <laughs> it's, it's a joyful thing. So to say, you know, we deal with this, this hiddenness of God, and that can be kind of troubling to us at different times, especially when we're going through a time of, uh, of trial, of suffering, of questioning, um, family drama, whatever it is, and... You know, we want God to be knowable and mm-hmm. present, right? Uh, so that's when the hiddenness of God can kind of, we can, can contend with that. And we can really kind of question that. Like, why is God so hidden from me, seemingly? So um, so that, that's something to, um, to kind of think about. And I think as we're young in our faith, not so much by age, but by our experience with God, that game of peekaboo with God, you know, God loves me and everything's good and God's not there and everything's bad. Or those moments when we can see God and it's like, yay, God's with me or why God abandoned me in this sad time. Right. Um, as we get older or more mature in our faith, we know that God's with us in the good times and in the bad times. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Just as the, just as, as the child grows up, mm-hmm. they realize that, oh yeah, wait, the parent isn't actually popping in and out of existence. They were, they're always there, right? One of my favorite parts of the peekaboo game is that the kids get a little bit older. Um, they'll close their eyes and go, you can't see me. Oh, yeah. You know, I think we do that with God sometimes, <laughs> too. It's like, okay, God, since I don't feel you're around, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Like, once I put on this, see one, me. Once I put on this camo jacket. <laughs> yeah. I'll be invisible. <laughs> I'm invisible. So That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think what the the point is that why is God hidden? He hides himself because he wants us to seek him. He wants us to pursue him. You know, if God was just kind of present in whatever way we wanted him to be present, we wouldn't be exercising faith mm-hmm. in the way that we need to because he is hidden. And this is, the church talks about this. Um, I'll include a link to a Word on Fire article about it. You know, why, you know, of God's hiddenness. Because he's hidden, we seek him. And, and we have to go through that, that practice of the heart. We have to go through that journey 
of, no matter what situation we're in, trusting that God's present. But then also, because of that trust, we allowed like the, the eyes of our soul, the eyes of our heart to be open to like, okay, but where, where is he present? You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and how is he part of this? Maybe he's a part of this through me, through through my um, kind of sh- struggling through whichever and my growing through whatever. Maybe he's present in an, another family member who's who's being a witness or, you know, or things that are going to happen because of this situation. Um, so it kind of awakens our, our senses more. Yeah. And I think as we grow, we learn that God wants to work through us. And wants us to recognize God's presence in others. Going back to Matthew, I think it's 25, where um, Jesus said, When you saw me naked and you took care of me, whatever you do to least of your brothers and sisters, you do to me. Right. That sometimes we're the one who's being ministered to through God's love, and sometimes we're the one who God works through us mm-hmm. um, to minister God's love to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So... We can counter God through people, uh, through the goodness of, of people, through God's love working through people. We can encounter God's presence through uh, nature. And we've talked about that at different times through the mm-hmm. podcast, through just having the sense that, like, this is created. <laughs> all of this stuff doesn't, isn't just random, but that this was all designed by a loving creator. And that as we open ourselves to the beauty of creation, we do encounter God in a very real way. And then... But I tied it into my homily, uh, which I think is I think is important for us, especially as Catholic Christians, is that even though yes, Jesus ascended back into the heavens, uh, he's no longer kind of with us as he was uh, while he physically walked the earth. He is nonetheless present to us and is still with us in the same way through the life of the church uh, and through the sacraments. So, as Catholic Christians, we believe. Uh, in the seven sacraments, um, baptism, confirmation, Eucharist, holy orders, matrimony, anointing of the sick, and reconciliation. That these seven ways God desires to come into our lives. And there's always something physical and something spiritual, right? So all of these sacraments, all these things, whether it's Eucharist, like we have bread and wine, uh, baptism, we have water, marriage, you have the couple, you mm-hmm. have the the, the the two persons who are wedding themselves together. Anointing the sick, you have oil and you have the, the presence of the priest in his hands. There's always something physical. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense because we're human and we, we use our senses to know things are real. Mm-hmm. And so God is, is present through these things. A friend of mine had a line and he said, instead of saying, I'll believe it when I see it, the line really is, I'll see it when I believe it. Mm-hmm. That when we start believing and trusting and having faith in God, God starts to become visible. Right. Um, I think we talked about it. We like when you buy your new car, it's like, I've never seen this car before. And then you drive it off the lot and there's 20 cars like yours on right. the road. Right. Um, that when we start opening our eyes to God's presence, mm-hmm. even that veiled presence, um, we become aware of it more all the time. Mm-hmm. So And it helps carry us through those times when it seems like God's playing peekaboo with us. Um, right. That we know that God's there. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that would be a good practice for the Christmas season, right? So we just finished, we're finishing Advent right now. Uh, and actually, this will come out on Christmas Day. So, All right. Uh, so Merry Christmas. You know, that 
you know, we can have different focuses within different seasons of, of, of the church year that maybe our focus during Christmas, which isn't a very long season, but um, certainly maybe, maybe this could be a New Year's resolution, to seek to encounter um, God more fully uh, in the sacraments that we celebrate. So whether that's, I mean, on our, on our day-to-day, maybe that's the sacraments of uh, Eucharist and reconciliation, that God is very, very present uh, in both of these places of prayer, through the presence of the priest, through the prayers, through the encounter. And God wants to make a difference in our lives. He wants to forgive our sins, and he wants to strengthen us with his grace. And, and we're guaranteed that. Not because of like, well, the church just kind of decided to do yeah. these things to fill our time, but mm-hmm. but these are the things um, God has given to us. And I think when we start opening our eyes to God in the everyday, that leads us into experiencing God in the sacraments. Mm-hmm. Because even the movies during Christmas, like The Grinch, yeah, The Grinch has his heart grows what ten times bigger. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how many times um, because of Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. You know, or just being kind to people in the grocery store, that the spirit of Christmas is deeper than people can even um, recognize. Mm-hmm. That whole miracles happen at Christmas, it's because God's love has permeated the world, whether we want to believe it or not. Yeah. Um, the Scrooge movies are stories yeah. about how does your heart change? So if we're being aware of that in simple ways, I think then it'll lead us to the ways God's present in the sacraments. Yeah, right. So to say, you know, God is hidden, but God is present. And it's just kind of like, where is he present? So and that's for us to discover, us to seek, us to pursue. And so that, and I think that makes Christianity something of an adventure and not just a religious group I happen, yeah. I happen to associate with. Or even asking in this situation, God, how can I make your love present? Right. Even to the annoying people. Right. Not that there's any of them out there. but no, not, at um, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. So that's our, our maybe our mission and our prayer for, for all of us as we enter into this Christmas season. Yeah, we're going to celebrate Christmas, God becoming real and enfleshed. Uh, and that happened, in fact, within history. Um, but God continually wants to manifest himself, make himself real, uh, present himself to us um, in different ways in our life. And as a Christian, we are those who are called to seek him. So, all right, want to lead us out in prayer? Sure. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we ask you to open our minds and our hearts to all the different ways that you're present to us, especially this Christmas. We ask you, Lord, to help us thank you for those um, visible moments that are easy to recognize you. And to give us the courage and the faith to make it through those difficult moments when it seems that you're not there. We ask you, Lord, to give us the words that we can share with those people who are hurting the most and open our ears to the ways you speak to us. And we ask these things as we ask all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. That's a wrap. Merry Christmas, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the time uh, with your family, friends, and so on behalf of Father Fred and everyone here at the parish, we just wish you a very uh, merry and blessed uh, Christmas. Um, not just day, but whole season, right? Yep. Whole season of Christmas. So. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, and thanks for dropping off cookies. Uh, we're going to go finish <laughs> off the box. God Indeed. bless. Adios. Mm-hmm.